Hi, welcome to the Travel Advice Show. Thank you for listening all around the world. And you can listen to all our shows on TravelAdviceShow.com or on iTunes. And you can subscribe to our shows. And we have over 140 shows that cover all the, a lot of countries around the world, different ways of traveling, uh, different travel tips and everything. And I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts. And I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Four. How you doing, Jerry? Very, very well. Oh, oh, great, great. Yeah, I, I'm excited about the topic today. We're we're going to talk about our top three uh, favorite destinations, our our favorite places that we like to travel. And uh, and Jerry, yeah, w- w- would you like to kind of explain kind of what what, what really makes a pl- place your favorite? I guess it's hard to t- hard to. Oh, I know. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, as I was thinking about the topic. Yeah. I um, reread our bios. Oh right, right. On our website, Travel mm-hmm. Advice Show. Show okay. Uh-huh. And uh, I made a statement that when people ask me my favorite country in the world, I say I really don't have one. It depends on my mood. Yeah, and the and, time. Um, t- and that's yeah. basically the truth. Although I do have five countries that I definitely put in the top five in the world. Really, really. And they okay. are okay. Mongolia. Uzbekistan, Iran, Ethiopia, and Chile. Really? Really? Yeah, I keep finding myself going back. Chile? For many reasons. Wow. And, and I, when you ask that question, what makes it the best? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, it's on my mood. Um, and I think every country, there are only two countries in the world that I cannot stand it, and I will never go back. And they're the Philippines and uh, Nigeria. I oh, really? spent time in both, and I haven't been back in 40 years, 30 years, and uh, I'll never go back. Never say never, but I can't think of a reason to go back. Okay. But most countries are fabulous because of certain reasons. Yeah. Maybe in the mood to see wild animals, or culture, or history, right? Or, or the geography. It's beautiful. Sceneries or something really unique about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as I thought about today, I thought I would talk about three countries that are not in my top five, but I absolutely love and I keep going back to them. Oh, okay. Because they're so different in food, culture, history, scenery, things to do. And um, I would put them probably in the top ten. Um, but most people will never go, or if they do go, they um, not many people will go. Okay. But I wanted to talk about the Cook Islands. Oh, the Cook Islands, really? Pacific. Oh, okay. They're between uh, French Polynesia or Tahiti and um, American Samoa, and um, closer to Tahiti or French Polynesia. And I absolutely love the Cook Islands. I have been going there, oh my word, 45 years. Oh, jeez. And have been stunned at the changes. But if you do go to the Cook Islands, try to go there of a Sunday and go to one of their churches. They are wonderful singers, magnificent singers. They're like the Welsh. Yeah, And yeah. really, really fabulous. But if you go to the Cook Islands, you should go April to October. That's the drier season and our driest season, 
and um, it's the best time to go. Uh, you know, it's, the islands consist of about 15 islands. They're very small, very, very small. And I hope I'm telling the truth that they're like 95 square miles. Oh, geez. Or around 240 square kilometers. But they cover a huge area legally in the South Pacific. But there's about 15 islands. But there are only a few that tourists go to. And uh, the one that most go to, well, where the international airport is, so you have to go there, is uh, Rarotonga. And uh, it's probably the largest. And um, it's a fabulous place to go. It's like Hawaii used to be like maybe 50 years ago. Oh, geez. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's still very um, rustic, um, natural. And the people are super friendly. And you can get on your little moped and speed around. Well, not. Some of the roads are a little bit worn out. They don't repair the roads hourly. And the rainy season washes them away. But the food, the culture, the scenery is magnificently beautiful. And um, on Rarotonga, there are several beaches that are famous. And I won't mention many of them, but one I like is Muri, M-U-R-I. <clears throat> but they're all very good. And each one of the beach resorts has one or two or three hotels, ranging from a moderately priced to expensive. And uh, it's a fabulous place to go. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. And people go there mainly for beaches. For the beaches? Okay. And, uh, <laughs> my favorite, and I go there when I wanted to get away and go that's kind of easy to get to. Well, not really. But I just fly from here to L.A., L.A., to uh, Rarotonga, change planes, and fly to my favorite island. Actually, it's Atoll, A-T-O-L-L. It's the top of a volcano, and it sunk the little tops of it sticking above the water, and it's Aitutaki, and uh, it's spelled A-I-T-U-K-A-I-T-U-T-A-K-I. I have to think about it. Aitutaki. Okay. And um, they have several hotels that are, well, the hotels range from, they're not many, but they range from um, inexpensive to quite expensive. And I love to go there. The white sand beaches, and they are white sand. Oh, Crystal water. Wow. Sea kayak, snorkel, and um, it's fabulous. The food, everything's wonderful. So I really like Aitutaki in the Cook Islands. But I highly recommend people that want to get a touch of uh, the real South Pacific, as close as you can get nowadays. Yeah, yeah, right now. Um, go to Cook Islands. The there are some of the islands in French Polynesia that are still that, that way also. Uh, a little more difficult to get to, but um, that's my favorite. Just to go and do nothing. I just veg out. And just so I highly really recommend it. Okay. And I've been there numerous times. Okay. Another one that I, another place I love is Suriname. I mean, nobody goes to Suriname. Nobody. I have never met anyone that even knew where it was. Yeah, I know. Even. I'm I'm not too clear either, Jerry. Yeah. Well, it's in South America. All oh, right. Is it by like a fr- French New Guinea and stuff? Yeah, uh, French Guiana. Guiana. Uh, yeah. And uh, Guinea. Yeah. And um, it is um, it is in the northeast corner. North, right. Little bitty countries. And Suriname is between 
in the middle, um, sort of in the middle of them, these three countries. And each country is very different. Like Guyana is British, Suriname is Dutch, and French Guyana, of course, is French. Oh, okay. And they're very different in oh. people, culture, food, scenery, things to do. Very different. They're, they're jungly, and, but that's about the only similarity. Hmm. But I love Suriname. It's my favorite one of the three. And, 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 uh, and that's Dutch? I like all three of them for different reasons, but I love Suriname. Even my wife, who doesn't like many or many countries. Yeah. And Suriname, I would have to put UG in a third world category. Uh-huh. Um, it is not, I mean, it's the most advanced of those three. But it's still kind of, I don't want to say primitive, but it is definitely an adventure. And there's so many things to do there. I mean, the, the largest wooden structure in the Caribbean, although I don't think legally it's in the Caribbean. It isn't, it's on the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. But in that part of the world, it's huge. It's a cathedral. And it's unbelievable. It's St. Peter and Paul Cathedral. And uh, beautiful. You must see it. And um, there's so many. Oh, the best time to go there is February to April. Okay. And August to November. The rest of the time are rainy seasons. And I don't recommend going at all during the rainy season. Really? It's pretty heavy rain? Yeah. Yeah, it can be very heavy rain. And some places you can't get to because because of the rain. It, so it, go those times. Okay. There, it, you can, um, I mean, there are several rivers there. And you must go down at least two of them by boat. And you can take tours. I don't, you know, you don't want to paddle it yourself. But you take tours on the different rivers. Some are closer to Paramaribo, the capital. And some are, one of them, the Suriname River is on the border between French Guiana and uh, Suriname. And uh, you can go up and see the Amerindian little villages. And the one thing I like about, uh, a thing I like about Suriname is that that's where I learned about tapioca. Mm. And uh, I used to love tapioca pudding. Yeah, yeah. Now I won't eat it, although it's a mental block. It's still good and everything else. But on a trip that my wife and I took on um, this boat that was just as wide as we were, speeding <laughs> up the Surinam River, and to this Amerindian village that um, these little huts, women bare-breasted and the men loincloth, and the women loincloth, and um, in their huts, they had these little bamboo things hanging down. Remember, we used to call them Chinese cufflinks? Where you put your fingers in these bamboo things and you just can't get them out if you pull. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't seen them in decades, but I'm sure they're still here. But um, they're long, maybe five feet long, and uh, hanging from their little rafters. And at the bottom of these little uh, pans um, with liquids in them, and this liquid dripping out of these bamboo things. What they do is they take a saba and they shove it in there and let it push because they hang by gravity. It squeezes all the liquid out and uh, goes in this little bowl and in it are maggots and flies. It's unbelievable. And they turn it into liquor. And um, I guess that kills off everything. And then um, they take them out and you see these 
round things, maybe anywhere from one foot to maybe two feet long, stacked. And these maggots and flies and things are all over. And that is in, and they were really proud. And I'm thrilled that they have this um, source to get income. They send it to the world for tapioca. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, so I never ate it again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a mental block. You know, once you cook it and all that, it's still good. But I keep thinking of that. And I think, oh, I can't eat it. Oh, yeah. But um, there's so many things to do. You can see the river dolphins at the mouth of the rivers uh, in the Atlantic Ocean. But And they have some very nice um, resorts now, uh, north and south of Paramaribol. And then um, the neat thing about Suriname is such a variety of cultures. I mean, even in Paramaribo, you can see um, churches from the Hindus and Jewish synagogues, Muslim. Really? really? Mosque, yeah, and I mentioned the uh, Christian St. Peter and Paul Cathedral. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And many of the beaches have nesting turtles. And, um, I mean, there's so much to do. And there are different jungle lodges. But you go out to the jungles and visit the Amerindians and see all the birds and things. And you can also take a four by four jeep safari into the mountains. They have really high mountains there. Hmm. I guess western, more western part. Uh, I mean, it's a neat place to go. Fantastic hmm. place to go. I've been there six or seven times, and I really like Suriname. So I highly recommend it. And another place that I absolutely love and I keep going back to is Senegal, which is West Africa. Oh, okay, okay. And it's the farthest point of Africa, heading west. And um, you definitely um, want to go between December and April uh, in the dry season. Uh, but December and January are really the best time to go. So you must book way ahead if you're going then. But if you go during the rainy season, and I've been there in the rainy season, it's a great time to see many of the birds and the um, and the flowers. Oh, right. As you go into the jungle, yeah, um, it's beautiful to see those flowers. And some of the places you can't get to because of the rain, muddy roads, or whatever. But um, it's neat. But you must go to Senegal because it plays an extremely important part of you know North and South American history. Because Gilgore, or they call it Gore Island, um, it's just right off of Dakar, the capital, uh, and you can see it from the uh, mainland, uh, is where many of the slaves were crammed into these buildings. Uh, one place there is La Maison de Esclaves, and uh, it's the house of the slaves. Oh, wow. And they crammed them in there, waiting for the ships to come to pick them up to take them to the Caribbean. Wow, really? And from there yeah. they came went to the rest of America. And uh, it's a museum. The whole island is a museum. And it's it's depressing. It's awful. But it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you a whole different perspective to slavery. And um, they have several game reserves there. And they it's amazing. I mean, you can see, uh, like, giraffe and zebras and um, lions. I mean, they're just like South, Southern, uh, South, America, uh, South Africa. 
southern Africa. And um, but they're very different because they're jungle, real jungle, and um, tropical jungle, and um, it's just amazing. Um, sometimes they're not as good. I mean, the most famous, well, there are several famous, but probably the most famous is um, the Reserve de Bandia. Uh, it has tons of things to do. It's south of Dakar, not a long drive. You can do it in a day trip, a long day trip. And sometimes it's very good, you'll see a bunch of animals, and um, sometimes it's not as good. And um, it's, you know, worth going to. Uh, they have another one that is very interesting, and that's Batala. But it, they uh, spell it F-A-T-H-A-L-A. They pronounce it without the A's, Batala. Not Batala, but Batala. And this is a reserve that you can walk with the lions. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. in southern Africa, they don't let you out of the little four-wheel drive vehicle. But down here, they go walk with the lions. And you see zebras and take four-wheel drives all over the place. And um, it's not too, it's sort of a, it, well, south of Dakar, quite a ways south of Dakar. It's sort of near the uh, Gambia border, the country just below it. And um, it's, uh, it's it's a drive. Uh, you, well, you, most people, well, you should, at least one night there, maybe two nights. Um, it, it's worth it. Uh, if you hit it at a good time, you see tons of animals. I mean, giraffe and the whole thing. And uh, Bandia, sometimes, which is closer to Dakar, um, you just go by um, Bandia. Sometimes, I mean, they have all this stuff. They have mm -hmm. rhinos and all jackals and tons of stuff. And they have lots of deer-looking things, as I call them. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on game reserves in Africa. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I can't tell, but I can, but I can't. My antelopes and gazelles and impalas and all uh, all these things that I call deer-looking things because they look like deer in the deer town. And they got mm -hmm. tons of them, all kinds of things. And some days you're lucky to see more. Other times it's uh, because you're going in the dry season, it can be dusty and it's hot. And you may not see so many because they're sleeping in the daytime. But you have to overnight. And in the morning, in the evening, well, in Southern Africa, they do the same thing. You have morning safaris and in the evening, in the afternoon safaris. And it's best to do them here, too, because of the weather. But these are three countries that I absolutely love. And um, That's awesome. I just seem to keep going back to them. Mm -hmm. And every time that I go, it um, I see something different. Yeah, And it, as you go, like Senegal. Mm -hmm. Eastern Senegal. It's another world. It's more Sahara in parts, deserty in parts of it. Others is more jungly. But they have game reserves out there too. And uh, they're much more relaxed, as I mentioned there. Mm -hmm. You can get out and walk with the animals. Um, they're not so controlled. And it's probably not as touristy as Southern Africa, you know, as much. Oh, too, yeah. Right? I mean, no one's ever heard of the animals. In West Africa, I mean, everyone thinks all the lions and all that. They're all done. In Africa and East Africa. Right. Tanzania. And uh, yeah. they're not. Yeah. Uh, they're in West Africa. In Senegal, the most Western country in Africa. Is it really? Is it pretty Westernized? Is it pretty Westernized? Um, Dakar. 
well, it is and it isn't. Yeah. It's still African. Yeah. Go to the markets. And the clothing the women wear there. Beautiful, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they'll, they'll remind you with a very African dress. Oh, okay. And um, they'll remind you of, like, going to Guadeloupe, the Caribbean islands, where the women wore these fabulous uh, wraparound uh, headdresses. Scarves is something that they wrap around their head and really big and beautiful. And the, the, um, like the muumuu type of skirts, uh, they wear them in Senegal. It's very African. Hmm. And yet it's very French. Oh, very it's, French. It's French too. It was a French. Uh, oh, very French. French. In fact, I think French, well, French is the national language there. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, can, can you get along with English a little bit too? Or oh, yeah. Know? I've yeah. never had a problem. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Well, the answer is yes. You do have a problem. Oh. When you go outside of Dakar. Yeah, once you go in the countryside. Yeah, they only speak French and their local language. The there must be right hundred languages in Senegal. But uh, if you have a guide, he yeah. speaks English. Um, he he takes care of everything. But uh, walking through the um, markets, you can bargain with them, and they they speak English. Uh, at least you can. You understand once you understand their currency. I mean, I never worry about currencies in the world. We had a show on currencies. Yeah, yeah. And um, I never worry about currency. I, mean, I can't tell you how much the money is worth to the U.S. dollar to the euro. I mean, if I change a hundred dollars, they give you back a bunch of money anywhere in the world. And when that's gone, I change some more. And um, if if I like what they I want to buy. I give them the money. You're supposed to a bargain, and I don't because I don't want to waste the time. Yeah, yeah. Because no matter what they charge, it's cheaper than I would buy it here in the states or Europe. Yeah, yeah. And um, if I want it, I want it, and I don't mean that you know lusting coveting. Right. But um, I want it, and I don't buy many things. So I figure out. I come out about equal or maybe ahead because I don't buy a lot of things, so if I don't negotiate. Now, when I traveled with my wife, we would spend 20 minutes uh, getting a lower price. And she really got some great bargains. But it wasn't worth 20 minutes to me. I'd rather be doing something else. Right. I'm the same way. I just, yeah, it's just, I don't want to deal with it, you know. Yeah, I just, yeah. usually I would just walk by and they say, oh, bye, bye, bye. You know, they come out. And, um, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't care. But um, my best friend who travels with me, he is fabulous at negotiating. Oh, really? At a, at a show. He loves it. And um, yes, some people really enjoy it. Negotiating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They do good. Um, but he knows I'll be wandering around the market or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's bargaining. And um, what are mm -hmm. your favorite countries? Yeah, well, mine are a little bit more. I mean, I, I I haven't really traveled too much in Africa or South America as much. Um, but I, I think in Europe, um, I, I'm kind of biased. I, I spent a lot of time in England, up in northern England. I really enjoyed like uh, Yorkshire area, the Yorkshire Dales and the the Yorkshire Moors and the, and the Lake District area up there. Um, I love it. Yeah, I, I, I think they're they're pretty amazing. I mean, you can be in the city like in Leeds or York and then you, like 15 minutes you're out in the countryside, right? You're, yeah, you're, just miles from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And 
and the little villages are really cool in these areas too. They they have great pubs and and really good um, you know hiking trails if you like to hike and and the history too is this phenomenal. I mean, you got Fountain Abbey, you got these abbeys and castles and battlefields and I mean you name it that they, they just but I. I, I just really enjoyed the. It was just kind of going back in time a little bit. It felt like well, too. Like two thousand years with Roman. Yeah, yeah. You have Roman history, Viking history. Uh, Way back, I mean, we're talking thousands of years. Yeah, yep. And and it just the history was just phenomenal for me. I, I really enjoyed that. And uh, um, and another place is probably as Holland and Belgium. Kind of, I really enjoyed too. I. Amsterdam is one of my favorite towns of the culture there and the international feeling and d- just the architecture. Isn't it so unique, too, in Amsterdam? Yeah, um, I really like Bruges. Oh, oh, yeah, Bruges is, oh, yeah. I, I spent a day there. I wish I had more time to spend time in Bruges. Yeah, it's just, yeah, you, you, you feel like I've been in the courtyard there. Took a We took a horse and carriage ride, you know, through. I highly recommend that, doing that. And, um, it's um, and, and Belgium is not a country that many Americans particularly yeah uh, think about going to yeah yeah I, I mean in America who's ever heard of, heard of Belgium right when you mention Belgium they probably don't know where it's at maybe they don't say what <laughs> what's that yeah and uh, yeah it, uh, you know there are parts of America that they've heard of Belgium like New York City uh-huh. but you know any place west of um, New York suburb city limits. I don't think many Americans have heard of Belgium. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, I, I I like that, I mean, the town, the history is just amazing, too, and, and, uh, and the cuisine, too, is really great, you know, yeah, the, the cuisine, and the chocolate, and the, yeah. and, yeah, I mean, uh, the abbeys, and the, the, the churches, the history, the art, if you really like art, uh, Amsterdam and Belgium, Holland and Belgium are amazing in art, I mean, they, the the you know what do they call that the 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 um it, it's a movement the art movement um that I forgot I forgot the name but yeah it, it's it's really Is that the Van Gogh type yeah Van Gogh exactly Van Gogh and and Vermeer Vermeer right right um and all that area I don't remember what either yeah the the Dolph Dolph no that's a type of pottery the Dolph yeah the Dolph Delph yeah the yeah, Dolph they're, they're famous for their Dolph Blue. That's right, the blue, yep, that's right. The yeah, and it, there's a town, right? Delft, yeah. From Amsterdam, between Amsterdam and Rotterdam. Rotterdam, yeah. Called Delft, D-E-L-F-T, and it's famous for their pottery and that Delft blue. It's a beautiful blue. Yeah, yeah. And it comes in shades lighter to darker. Yeah. The same shade in the same color. Yep. I, I have one. I, I got one in my kitchen there. <laughs> Um, it's from my grandmother, actually. I think Is she got. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know uh, when you fly KLM business class. Yeah, they give. Um, they usually give you a little piece of pottery. Oh, really? Match of a person. Wow. Maybe I don't know, two inches high, and uh, from the Delft area, the Delft wow. and white. Wow. And when you flew first class, when KLM had first class, they gave you a bigger piece, and. Uh, Miss Famous, my wife's dad, father, like my father-in-law, was born and raised in the Netherlands. And uh, his mother, 
never spoke a word of English when they came here. Oh, jeez. Never learned English for the wow. 40 years she lived here. And, um, That's great. Uh, I mean, Netherlands is wonderful. Yeah. And um, yeah. Um, we call it Holland oh, oh, in yeah. America usually. But Holland is a state in the Netherlands. It's where Amsterdam is. Oh, okay. It's like you go to New York, and New York, is, New York City is in New York. But we just call the whole country. Holland, yeah, yeah. It isn't. It's another one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's amazing. I, I mean, I, I think it's one of the first countries that I visited, and all, but I've been there many times, and I would go back any time. You know what I mean? It's like the right. countries that you picked, like if somebody said, let's go, right, you would go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would. Right. You would go. And, it's and, easy to get around in those. Yeah. Belgium and the Netherlands. Oh. The thing I liked about Belgium uh-huh. is that it's really two countries. Yeah. And the Belgique. The Walloon, yeah, the, the, the yeah. Yep, it is the French speaking and then the Flemish, uh, Flemish yeah. speaking. Yeah, like I, 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 I spent a lot of time in the Flemish part, you know, right. I didn't, like Ghent and Bruges and Antwerp and St. Right. Nicholas and all these little villages around there. And um, if you like beer, that's a great place to go too. Uh, beer is really big and, um, and, you know, all the, uh, like the different yeah, my cuisine. friend's favorite beer. He doesn't uh-huh. drink beer. Uh-huh. If he's going to drink, he drinks scotch and whiskey. Oh, okay. And I mean, starting at $100 a bottle. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He has to have really good stuff. Um, is the peach Flemish Belgium beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really big in the in the flavors like that, the fruit flavors. Yeah. yeah he lo- and they have, a, I think, a wild cherry or yep. something. Yeah. And apple beer. Yeah. I mean, he lo- he really likes them. Yeah. That's yeah. the only beer he will drink. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. great in the summertime. Yeah. It's a. And you have those on draft over there too. They're pretty. It's pretty amazing because like here you can get them in bottles, but they 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 have draft over there. Yeah. It's just a, um, imagine sitting outside in a garden, you know, a beer garden and having a sip. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And once I've been to the big city, with rare exceptions, uh, I've been to Amsterdam maybe four times in my life, but I've been to the Netherlands probably 30. Oh, wow, okay. And I've been to Belgium probably 30, but I've only been to Brussels maybe twice. Right, I've only been there once or twice. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same wager. Like, I, you like to explore it, but I, I like getting out. Because I think you get the real flavor of the country almost once you get out of the city. Like nowadays, all the cities are pretty much the same in a lot of ways, you know. They are, uh, aren't they? Yeah, world city. Yeah, they're not as unique. I bet you 40, 50 years ago, they were a lot more unique, you know. Uh, oh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Shanghai. Yeah. I mean, the first time I went to Shanghai, was, I don't know, 40 years ago? Yeah. And um, it was, me, it was China. Yeah, it was rice patties and, and just... Yeah, and, uh, but now my oh, goodness, Beijing a, and Shanghai. It's a futuristic uh, town. Yeah, I know. You feel like you're like 50 years ahead of the like in the future. Almost. Well, in some parts of it's more modern than America. It, it is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're walking what? this pedestrian-only street in Beijing. Yeah. Example, and I don't mean to divert from Europe. Yeah. But I mean. Every Bronx has a KFC and a Burger King. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, totally. 
I mean, it's nice to have American food once in a while, mm-hmm. but uh, it's no, I mean, big cities, even Brussels, you know, everyone should go to Brussels. Yeah. And uh, I think two nights in Brussels, you seeing the little piece, mm-hmm. P-I-S, right. statue, which is so small, you really don't see it. And go to the, the Grand Place, and um, once you've seen that, a couple of the famous things, then leave. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Well, that's great, Thank Jerry. You. Well, well, yeah. I, I, I think that's great. I think we gave uh, some people some good recommendations of our, of our kind of our favorite places or the the places that we really have a. I guess you have a, that feeling for you know that that special feeling or that. Um, and you know, everybody I know that goes to these has the same feeling. Really? Yeah. They, yeah. 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 They yeah. really said, "Why did I go earlier?" Right. How come? Yeah, they have that in my life, my memory, and yeah. Well, 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 well th- thanks, Jerry. I think that's that's great, and and hopefully we'll we'll do more shows like this that you know we can talk about some of our our favorite unique places around the world, and um, yeah, I think we had a good perspective with, with yours being more a lot more unique, um, you know, and then mine kind of more the but but still unique in a different way, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully people will get their minds thinking yeah. of um, yeah. not traditional destinations. Right. Everyone goes to England, France, Germany, Italy. Yeah, yeah. Spain. Yeah. Uh, but, but try something different. Yeah, yeah. Well, great, Jerry. Well, well, well until next time, and, uh, yeah, have a good uh, um, planning your travels there. Yeah, so. Thank you. Yeah. Also. Okay, okay. All right. Take care.